Okay. All right, guys. Hey, welcome. Sports Dev Series with yours truly. First one. Uh, you know, guys, thank you for coming on. Khaled, Mike, Khaled, uh, U19 manager, Rayo Varacano, Spain. And uh, Mike is a former senior manager of development at FIFA. Mike used to make all the money at FIFA, right, Mike? <laughs> you, you, we used to make sure uh, the money goes where it's supposed to go. Grassroots football. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for coming, guys. I appreciate it. Look, so um, how do we, how do we, how do you create a player that uh, you know can play in any league, any of the top leagues in the world? And for for some weird reason, the Brazilians have been able to do it, right? They they export the greatest number of top talent around the world in any league you watch, you watch any Champions League game, you, uh, you're guaranteed to see a number of Brazilians on each team, highly technical, highly exceptional players. Um, and then if you were to compare them to some of the European federations, they spend a lot less on development. So I just want to get you, I, I want to get, I want to get your thoughts. Let's start there and, um, and kind of go, you know, uh, Go from there, Mike. You, you can start, and then Khaled pick up. Okay. Well, I, th I think that is uh, that's the one billion dollar question. Now we don't, we're not talking of millions anymore. We're talking of billions uh, uh, today, and I think that is really uh, w what is amazing is that you find players from all over the world, from any corner of the world, making it to the uh, to the top levels. Um, so that means no matter where you are, there are opportunities for you to become a top uh, a top player. Um, but then, of course, you, you have to look at the intensity. You have to look at the uh, the numbers. And I mean, you rightly pointed out, Brazil produces players en masse, but so does Nigeria. Um, you know, those are two very populous countries, football crazy countries, and I think particularly countries where it's, I would say, it's relatively easy to play. Take a contrast uh, to, for example, Switzerland, where everything is highly regulated. So if you want to, if you're a young chap, you want to play football, you're not allowed to play on the street. That's, that's, that's not allowed. You cannot play in the parks anymore. Um, that's not allowed. Um, so you have to register in a club and it's, everything is hyper-regulated, which has its benefits. We can come to that later. Uh, but I think in countries, uh, for example, yeah, you mentioned Brazil, uh, kids play on the streets. They're free to play. It's the favorite pastime. And they do that until they, they enter a club system which then takes that wild creativity uh, that they have and put them in the system where, and that's the other side of the story, where they have competitions. And Brazil is one of the countries that has the most number of games uh, uh, for, for any clubs. I mean, I remember there was uh, a number of years ago in the 90s when South FC Sao Paulo was, uh, was at, at its top. I mean, they, they had played over 200 games in a, in a year. Can you imagine? So there are, they play a lot. And I think that's really important, particularly in the youth, at the youth level, between the age of 12 and 16. Kids got to play, 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 get those hours in. You know, uh, I think that's, that's critical. So wherever you have this opportunity where you can play freely and, uh, and be able to pick up, uh, yeah, pick up a game and, and then, uh, you know, having all these, that's where you get the experiences. That's where you get the, the ball handling skills, et cetera. And then you're, uh, you're a rough diamond that can then be polished in uh, you know a particular system, and uh, once you integrate a club, and if you're lucky enough to integrate a club, which can then uh, allow you to then you know take that raw skill, talent that you have uh, and have nurtured, and basically boost yourself to uh, 
to the next level, you know, let's say professional level in the top uh, top league, European leagues today. Uh, no, absolutely. The creativity is important. And I'll come back to that because I don't want to lose track of Khaled. If not, I'll just keep talking to you for hours. My... Khaled, um, yeah, let me, uh, let's hear what you think. I know you're in Spain. So I think, you know, Spain, what they call it, tiki-taka, right? You know, there's a lot of skillful players in Spain. And you see it every day with what they do. Very, very technical. Do you see the same thing as what the Brazilians do? Is it different from your experience in Spain? Yeah, the Brazilian uh, football different than Spanish football. They have the basis on uh, talent players and uh, technique players, uh, technical players. But we're talking about uh, different uh, players. If we're talking about Brazil, Brazil have a different culture uh, than Spain. Spanish people uh, have have the football like uh, sport. Uh, they started like sport and be professional. But uh, Brazilian, Brazilian players start to be professional. This is a big, big difference between Brazilian player and anyone in the world. Because um, they, it's, uh, it's the same life. The football is a life. The, the, the life depends on uh, if you have a, one of your family or your friends uh, have a big uh, talent or huge talent to be professional, then your life will be changed. So we're talking about a uh, different culture. Spanish people started to make it like sport. And when the kid have a talent, they started to push him to be a professional. Uh, the Brazilian, they have a natural talent first. They came from uh, them DNA, maybe. I don't know. But they, I, I, I think they have so, something so important and them uh, life, it's uh, uh, beaches and uh, football uh, sala or football. They they play small uh, five to five against uh, against five. This kind of football make the players have a a, big, a huge talent. You can't imagine. Uh, now the the, the new football uh, we discover a small side game. You can imagine that Brazilian people make that. All, all the life, they have a small beach, a small uh, grounds in the street or uh, official. They play this kind of football, five against five, three against three, and this make the players have a, a natural talent and they make it develop uh, so fast than normal players who play in normal uh, playground and they started to make uh, them. Same character, tactically and personally, in the in the football uh, to be professional. So, uh, Spanish have methodology to create players. Brazilian people or Brazilian players, they born <laughs> with with them talent. This is a big the the big the big the big uh, gift from the the from the sky uh, to to any person have this talent naturally. We, we 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 can't say on the Brazil, but Brazilian people, as I told you, they, them life depend on uh, the football, different than any country. So we're talking about a uh, special case, maybe, but for sure, in all, all of the world, have a big talent, a lot of talent, but to be professional, it's a different way. To be professional, you should to be in uh, in in good system, 
uh, depend on the country, federation, how to how they put uh, the good player in a good, good place to progress to be a football player. Because always I said, there is difference between football player and the footballer. Footballer, everyone can play football. But football player should to know those things, uh, two things. Football, tactically, and uh, all uh, aspects of uh, football, and how to play, how to be player. You understand? This is personality. To make it, need a good system, good methodology to make a football player. And this is uh, this methodology, you can find it in good countries, like, uh, for example, like uh, European countries, or uh, in Latin America, for example, in uh, in Brazil or in the, uh, Argentine, Argentina, or uh, in another countries of Latin American who have a good uh, system for football. This is a good thing we can do for these players, for those, for those uh, young players, both them in good system. And this is so important, more than talent. Because I, as I told you, there's a lot of people, a lot of guys, a lot, a lot of uh, young boys have a huge talent but they can't be messy, for example, because they didn't find the good way and the, the good uh, system to be inside. Yeah, that, that's... So So, so let's, let's discuss that for a second. So, guys, um, you hear this all the time, right? Creativity, tactical brain. You have some guys, you know, they grew up, like you said, they grew up playing small-sided games like in Brazil their entire life. They developed this creativity that you can't coach. And then they become, they win Ballon d'Or. But you have guys who go through structured systems, you know, and, and, and become very good players. But they don't, they don't get to that level like some of these technical, very highly skilled players. So I guess the question is, is it oh, being, being able to have billions of dollars thrown into a lot of systems and creating this this machine that um, with the licensed coaches or is it having a free-flowing system where kids go out and play non-stop and then these kids develop skills that you can't coach and after a while they then get into a system where you know they're able to teach them tactically how to make runs what to do and, and those sort of things you know, uh, that is the, I'll give you an example, right? So, uh, you know, I'm Nigerian, so I'm biased. JJ Okocha, right? Goes to, JJ Okocha, Nigerian player, midfielder from back in the day. Goes to Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany. Maestro, and, absolute maestro. Yeah, yeah, he does a tryout. His skill, you can't coach. It gets him signed. It gets him a deal, right? But I think... I don't know if that would work today because today everything is so tactical. You know, um, coaches don't have time to teach players, you know, the tactics if they're very skillful. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Is it creativity? Is it tactical systems? Which which do you think um, plays a greater role in creating that global type of player that that you know can be successful? Mike, you can go first. Um, I mean, one thing is for sure, the game has changed. I mean, if you, you know, if you watch the 86 World Cup, for example, and you compare it with 
uh, you know, g- games in the uh, uh, in the later world, some of the latter World Cups, you see the game has completely changed. I mean, back in the days, a defender was a defender. Uh, he had to be strong. He had to be tough. He was hardly ever skillful, with the exceptions of the uh, the Beckenbauers uh, and and the real sort of um, yeah, you know, absolute exceptional. Uh, ex- exceptional players, and then the midfielders were the skillful ones. The wingers were extremely skillful and fast, and the strikers could be very square and and strong. So he had this typologies, you know, that you would find today. It's a lot more players, are a lot more what you call in French polyvalent. You know, they're multitask, multi-skill. Um, you know, I remember this guy Jorginho in the '94 uh, Brazil team. His whole career. And Cafu as well, basically. Those are two players. Their whole careers are spending on the that spent it in the on the right lane, running up and down, <laughs> uh, or even uh, and a bit later Roberto Carlos as well. Today, you know, you know, players are a lot more versatile. I mean, take a player like uh, Alaba in the uh, in, in Bayern Munich. I mean, this guy, the national team, he plays offensive midfielder sometimes. In Bayern Munich, he can play from central defense to uh, to left defense. Uh, or even uh, to, to a defensive midfielder. So players today are a lot more uh, rounded off. I think that is uh, um, that is one thing. And uh, the effect of that is that you have a lot less space now for, I would say, even the Zinedine Zidane's, you know, the Okocha, the true playmakers. You know, you still have maybe Messi, um, but that's really like an exception. But back in the days, you had you had that type. You had the playmaker, which today you don't have anymore. Um, so the game has definitely changed. You have to be, no matter which position you play. I mean, even goalkeepers are not footballers. Look at Manuel Neuer. I mean, uh, he could easily be one of the top central defenders, actually. That's how he handles the ball. You know, um, so that's, I think that is one thing. Players are all top, top fit, whether you're a striker or a defender or, or a midfielder. Uh, you're highly skilled and you're tactically smart. Those are the three things you need to bring. And of course, like Khaled said, you know, the discipline to be a player. And that, that's, that comes with uh, to be a professional player. If you don't have that, you're not going to make it. Whereas maybe 20, 30 years ago, skill was enough. Uh, you know, I think that is, that is one thing. But maybe there's one po- important point on, uh, uh, on systems. And that, I just want to pick up what uh, Khaled was saying in terms of the small-sided games. Um, you know, uh, Germany, take, uh, I'll take Germany. I, 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 I am German, revealing that, uh, that secret. I'm officially German. Uh, <laughs> um, in the um, so we won the World Cup in 1990, right? Uh, with that team, and it's uh, it's basically the 86 team minus one or two players, and added another one or two players, and then we won the 1990 World Cup. Uh, 94, that same team goes to the World Cup again, crashes out against Bulgaria. Jordan Lechkov and um, Risto Stoichkov killed us in uh, <laughs> in that game. Uh, then 98, even a worst b- performance, Croatia kicks us out. Um, uh, I think by, it was either 3-1 or 3-0. Davor Sukur hurt us very badly. Very skillful teams basically played us against, against the wall. Then German, the German Football Federation realized, look, we have to do something. We're losing. You know, we're losing the connection to the evolution of the game. Things are becoming, uh, you, you know, it's the technical teams that are that are coming on strong and uh, look at the, the football France was playing in 98. It was it was football from a different style. You know, it, it, it was exotic. It was at the same time tactically strong. So Germany was missing that that spark, the creativity, like we said, uh, um, uh, like, we, like, like you mentioned earlier. So Germany did a very important move. They got their first technical director in Matthias Sama in the early 2000s. And what he did, he basically 
designed this unified system that all German teams, clubs, would have to try and at least uh, adhere to. And one of the important elements that came out of that, and that was the funding that came from the German Football Federation, was to basically build small-sided pitches all over Germany. And what did this create? It created the Özils, it created the Schweinsteigers, it created the, the Lambs, the Tony Krosses of today. And it, that brilliant team that already in 2006, when Germany hosted that team, those guys were super young, they were teenagers, but already it was a different football. All of a sudden, so in less than 10 years, they managed to transform the way this, this, uh, this national team played. The pool of players became different. 2010, we became third in, uh, in the South African World Cup, but could have had the potential to win. We're still a bit younger team. 2014, yeah. we all know what happened. It was, you know, uh, I mean, probably one of the best German national teams we will ever see because they had reached that, uh, uh, that. But then complacency kicks in and then we see, and then we have what happens in 2018. Um, yeah, it didn't qualify. Uh, no, we're not, no uh, Korea kicked us out. Can you believe it? Anyway, um, <laughs> but just to let you know that, you know, the system is important. And going back to uh, just my last point, I really do think that if, if you could uh, hypothetically transfer the system, the infrastructure, the funding, from a country, I say Germany again, to Nigeria, to Ghana, to Senegal, even to RDC. My friend, these teams would be in the final of the World Cup before you know it. Because, but they don't have that, uh, those federations don't have the structures and the, uh, the structures and the funding. Maybe the funding is there somewhere, but it's not put to the right, uh, to the right use, the common good for football. And, and I think that that is a very important point. So the teams that now have the whole package and have the funding and the structures behind it to be able to have that, uh, to build that package, they're going to perform. Uh, our, uh, our, many of our African um, uh, federations are lacking those structures. And I mean, just imagine if you bring those structures to Nigeria. I mean, just a raw talent, you don't have that in Germany. It's a different, it's a different league. You know, yeah. and that's why at the youth level they're doing so well. But then when it comes to the next level, it's all these other elements that kick in. Yes, yeah. and you know what? It's a good point you bring up, Mike. And um, that's another thing we'll discuss. And and I guess part of it has to do with and one thing I want to compare always to is is the Cuban model for development. And we'll come back to it. But but then but then I guess the question I want to ask is. Based on what you were saying, the overhaul of, of the DFB, when you look at it, Germ German clubs altogether, I was reading somewhere, spent 96 million euros on developing football centers of excellence across the country. They dropped the price of um, getting a UEFA B, A and Pro licenses in Germany to the lowest possible. It got to a point where I think you had something like 12,000 UEFA B licensed coaches um and then they recreated a system where every little province nook or cranny in germany you could identify talents that could join a club very very well very typically german efficient right um <clears throat> but that kind of investment and we'll come back to that i want to get what Khaled is going to say about um uh, creativity versus uh structure systems but that 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 level of investment is it absolutely mandatory for development and it's something we'll come back to 
taking a look at what the Cubans have done, um, and 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 we'll come back to it as well. But Khaled, what do you think about creativity versus a structured system? Like like what did like Mike's example of what the Germans did and how they were able to get to a point where they won the World Cup, right? Um, in your 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 home country in Egypt, um, Mohamed Salah, Salah, you know, hands down, arguably, if top five, top ten players in the world today, no one can argue that. But Salah didn't. I mean, maybe if he had gone to Al Ali or he had gone to Zamalek, I don't know, but. Salah didn't get the same level of coaching as uh, a player in Germany or Belgium, but you look at him, and he's a he's an amazing player. So, you know, you want, well, just want to get your thoughts on comparing those two things and kind of seeing exactly, um, you know, how we can get there. If we're talking about uh, the creativity, we should to talk about the mythology and system. As we talked and the mic talked about the German uh, system, yeah, they make all country work in the same system, and the system be to create a players, football players. You understand? Because they think they they make a start, they started what they have, and they started to make the mythology to create this kind of uh, players they needed, and this is so important to make the country pay money to create a system not only the federation we are not talking about uh football professional football only no we're talking about sport you understand that that some countries thinking it's a, it's like a joke or like a game like a like something to to fun no it's a it's a something in to create a human to create a person, you understand? Maybe this person be a, a football player or not, but should to give him the opportunity to give him the the facilities to go to 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 to, to, to start at least. So we're talking about the, the system. If we're talking uh, about uh, mythology, uh, there's some people uh, both technic technical. Uh, technique different than tactic for me they are the same for me they are came from me you understand from the head if we create a football player tactically make the player already play with the football nowadays we have a global uh, methodology or global method the global method uh, not the same like analytic we was uh, work uh, with it uh, since uh, uh, million years ago, since uh, Pharaonic and the uh, Gregorian people uh, started to play football. Now, all all ta uh, tasks have the ball. So, if we're talking about tactical task or tactical uh, exercise, so we're talking about player have ball and they started to make tactic uh, technical actions you understand so there is no difference between technical and tactical they are now nowadays they are in same in same package you understand so there is no difference between that uh, some people thinking uh, when i started to talk a lot of tactical i will lose the technical the technical part no if you bought your uh, your plan and your program 
uh, well, if you bought your objective tactically and technically, well, you will get it both. There is nothing uh, nowadays, there is no analytic way. All of people, or almost of people, start, started to working in this kind of uh, tasks, global, tactical, technical, physical, and uh, mentally, mental uh, uh, object, and same type. There is no different, or there is uh, 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 no separation between them. They work it in same time. And if we're talking about the players, we should know we're talking about a human. We're talking about a person. Uh, so some people, I think in Germany or any place in Europe or any uh, country have a methodology, they started to put the mental part so important. They started to talk about the, the, the player have two bodies, the head and the body. The body talking about physically and the technical. The head talking about three, mental, tactical, and technical. Okay, technical, technical part came from here. I can't make a good, a good friend without thinking before. So I thinking, then I act. So starting talking about that, I started to make it like but from the methodology to create a players like Tony Cruz, for example. If we, since 30 years ago, if we're talking about uh, a, a German player have a talent, do you said, no, I don't like because the German uh, style wasn't this uh, this kind uh, of, of style. They didn't need this kind of players. But you see now, a lot of uh, German players have a, a huge talent. Because, because they started to make the, the, the new football. They started to give them uh, tactical first, and they make it develop the, the rest. Make players but the head first, mental, started to, to learn him and teach him uh, the tactical aspects from three or four years ago. And they started to give him the technical with the play, with the game. Not analytic, not uh, far from the football. Uh, you didn't see now this kind of player uh, of, uh, of uh, training, uh, one of the players take the, the ball and they make a, a dribbling or uh, passes or this kind of, uh, of uh, technical uh, parts alone. I started to make it like in dynamic. So the player learn how to move, learn he play football, not play with the ball. They're so different between play with, with ball and play football. So this is this kind of uh, tasks make the player, since he was three years old, he feeling his football player. He started to understand the game. And every, every, every training se uh, session, he learned something. And when he 
be 16 years old, already he is a, a player in football. Already he has a lot of experience. He makes his personality, and this is so important, so important now to, to create the, the football player personality. Uh, and that is not finished when be 16 years old, because we see a lot of players make a personality in the, in the playground and when started, they started to work with another fo football coach, they change, they progress, they develop, like Mohamed Salah. If, you, if we see Mohamed Salah in the beginning, in Basel, in Basel, it's a different player. He, he's just a do, do, doing something, only one thing, run, 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 without anything. But when he shocked with Mourinho, he was a... A good shock and a positive shock for him because he started to work with high level coach he didn't define himself he found found himself like so far that level so he's he turned back to italy and they started from the beginning to work hard to burgess himself to develop himself to work and the thing is he didn't have to arrive to be in Liverpool again, and with Klub, Jurgen Klub, he started to work in another or different work. So he found himself in this system, in this game style, in this methodology of this uh, big uh, coach. So for for uh, for that, I said the player can burgers even if he 25 or 30. Uh, 30, it's so difficult, but 25, 26, 27, he can continue with the burgers if he work well. If he uh, have this uh, initiative, if he have the motivate, uh, if he if he motivate himself to can get this uh, object. So you know, and that's a good point you bring up. So let me ask you this: So how does um? You mentioned the coaching, right? So Salah, what 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 club did Salah go to when he was in Egypt? He wasn't in the top three or top two, was he? What club was he with in Egypt? It wasn't Zamalek. It wasn't Alali. In Egypt, we have uh, some clubs have uh, like uh, go to school. Or, uh, they 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 know how to create for a uh, football player. Yeah. Maybe or. To be honest, they know to create talent footballer, not football player, because they don't have a high level tactically, but they create good players. You understand? They have a, a good talent and a good physics. So he was in Mokawli uh, Al-Arab. Do you know Antoine Bell, the goalkeeper of Cameroon? Yeah, 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 yeah. He I played in this, uh, in this team. He oh. one of the... Uh, not uh, not biggest club, but he but he ha have a good uh, a good school and always play in uh, first division. Always not, I think maybe three or four seasons uh, uh, go to second division. But he have a good school. So we are talking about three or four clubs in Egypt: uh, Ismaili, uh, Mukawloum, Embe. It's a uh, new, but it's a good uh, good. Uh, have they have a good school? 
a second, uh, another one called the Mansoura. It's in second division, but they have a good uh, talented players in the second division. Always get players from uh, from Zuni school, go to Ahli, to Tamalik, and another uh, clubs. Uh, but if we're talking about the methodology, it's a basis on technical, then physical. Then they started to put some tactical uh, aspects. But uh, they don't work mentally. They don't work tactically uh, so so hard in this point. So they create talented player. Physically, they are okay, but they can't play in Europe so fast or in high level. They need to get some steps before. This is the big problem in an Arabic country. They have a good talent or African countries, the same. They create good players, talent players, have a good physique, but they don't know tactically. They they have the they they don't have a character in the in the playground. Uh, you can find some European players, maybe less talent, uh, but they good players because they understand the game. They are tactically better than. The talented players, uh, they have personality, they have them character in the in the playground. Uh, this this part, uh, this part no, the second uh, who take the player in Africa or in Arab country or Latin Latin countries to thinking, and they, then react. The European player already have it with, uh, from experience. You understand? Because he understand the game, have experience more than the player, the uh, another player. Not for age, maybe ha he have 17 years old. The European players maybe have uh, have 17 years old, but his experience came because he make it a lot of times. Every season, every session, every training, every season, every every game, he he get this, uh, this situations in the training se uh, sessions. So this is a good point in uh, Europe, the players, have the experience, have his character, uh, act fast. You understand? This is more important. So for that, for, for that, when you see the Egyptian league, for example, or uh, another league in Arab countries or anywhere, you feel like there's different. There's different football. Not the same. Not not same. Not same uh, football we see in in Germany or in uh, Spain or Portugal or in England. Not because they have uh, they have a, a huge talent. No, they have a football players. They have a football players. Players know football, and they have a character like a players. So, so a lot of it has to do with coaching. So, there's a lot of coaching element in there in how they uh, teach these players how to play the game. And that example you gave is is, is really good. You look at players like uh, Christian Eriksen or or De Bruyne. You know, those those are good examples of what you mentioned. You know, physically, maybe not fast, or you know, they don't do. But you know, their technique in knowing exactly what to do with the ball, when to do it, and and how to make decisions. You know, you see the difference when they play. Um, you think that has to do with coaching, or is it that uh, in Arab countries, or in some African countries, or even some Latin American countries, you see, uh, like you said. 
technical, physical, but they don't do a lot of tactical. Is it that the tactical is lacking from a younger age, so they don't develop um, some of this decision making that you need when you play the game? We can start with you, Khaled, and then go into Mike on, on this point. Oh, Mike, you could go first. No, uh, Mike, Mike I mean, can go first. I the, um, I mean, when we talk about coaching, I mean, I was uh, um, lucky enough, I uh, had the privilege uh, to, to, to be the son of a coach and a uh, coach who's worked in some of, I would say, the, um, the lesser privileged environments uh, where, I'll give yes, an example. The, the, great, the great autofista. <laughs> he, had, he had to work. Uh, um, I mean, when he was coaching uh, Zamalek in Egypt, um, you know, he, I mean, he still thinks very positively of that experience because compared to some of the other places he's been, the league is professional. It is professional. Uh, yes, it's not, it doesn't have the, uh, uh, okay, it's not, uh, it's not a top European league, but the Northern African countries have, a, you know, the league plays regularly. There's a calendar. You know, there is, a, a, the teams have got youth academies, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you go to, uh, and when we were, when my dad was coaching in Ghana and I was playing the second division in Ghana, second division, can you believe it? We, you know, the, the amount of games that we started so late that we could not play the second half because the sun had went down uh, and the game was so delayed. And of course, we didn't have floodlights. That's second division, you know. I mean, that's, uh, uh, it, this would not happen in Egypt. You know, it would not happen in Algeria. It would not happen in Morocco, uh, let alone Tunisia. You know, it wouldn't happen, uh, wouldn't happen there. And so my father, as a coach, in many of these countries and clubs that he was coaching, he was not only the head coach. He was also the physical trainer. He was also the goalkeeper coach. He had to take care of the equipment. When he was coaching, I'm not going to mention the country, but we had the footballs and the jerseys and the boots of the players in our uh, in our house. My mom would wash these things <laughs> for the team and my dad the next day would pack it in the car and go to practice, national team. Can you believe this? You know, then you go to Bayern Munich. The only thing of oh, Yogi Löw from Germany, the only thing he has to worry about is the tactics, the foot, you know, the football he wants to play. The rest is all organized. So, Mike, are you saying it, it's a function of also organization? Absolutely. Just, yeah, just Absolutely. understanding how the footballing department should work. And it's professionalism. Each task, uh, I mean, Khaled knows it very well. He's a team manager. That's a professional position. You know, in many uh, in many countries, the team manager is a joke because the guy doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's, uh, he's the friend of someone for the Federation, so we'll make him a team manager. But he has no clue, you know. I mean, we've had um, you know, the amount of times where, um, I, I have to say it right now, Cameroon was going, uh, when my dad was coaching Cameroon, we went, to play a, we went to play a World Cup qualifier in Cap Verde Islands. When we were boarding the plane, two players could not board because they did not have a visa. Just, I mean, the, 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 does the coach have to worry about that too? And then, of course, we, we still win in Cap Verde. But if two of your key players are not there, I mean, that messes up your system. 
I mean, can, and those are problems that Ayubilov just does not have. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that and that trickle and that's the top. That's the top, 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 top. So imagine what goes on at the youth level. Imagine what goes on in club football. I mean, that is just. I mean, it's. Uh, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's. Um, it's it's anything but professional football, and uh, you know, and you have to treat. Uh, and I think uh, Khalid had an excellent point earlier. You know, the um, you're creating a football player. It's a career. You know, it's a profession. It's a trade. Uh, you know, it's not just. Yeah, I mean, for, for someone who doesn't care about football, they think football is just a hobby, whatever. But no, it's a trade. Just like if you become an investment banker or you try to do something, it's a trade. You know, you train for it. And the more professional your environment, the better you're going to perform. And just to make a link to what uh, we, we, uh, we mentioned earlier, I really think that countries that do relatively well, um, it's also because there's an environment where clubs can be... Uh, uh, clubs and football system can be professional give you an example you don't need the someone to bring in the money into a club no but you need professional people in the club who can then tap into a market to get sponsorships to then bring that into the football system and then the right people in that club are going to use that money that the marketing guy got the professional marketing guy was able to get yeah and then, then you have the funds. It's not because one rich guy is the president of the club. No, it's because you have professionals in the different departments of uh, of the game, of the field. So it's the, I think the organizational element of it is absolutely critical. And this is what is missing in the, I think a lot of our uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of the, in the in the developing countries, I would say. And uh, and yes, the coaching is very important, but the coach should also be able to do to be able to concentrate on football. And not worry about pumping the balls or i mean we i have to say it again togo world cup 2006. I we had we had my dad was coaching togo we had a friendly game we drove from the camp to um, to play against a regional uh, selection in germany uh, a third division regional selection a good training game right we get there they realized they did not have any shorts and uh, and socks. The equipment manager just forgot that. So the game was just delayed, delayed. People were wondering what was happening. My dad called me. They cannot believe what happened. You know, uh, we have no shorts. So the guy had to drive back <laughs> to the camp, get the shorts, get the socks, and then come. So we, we lost two hours in a critical, you know, four or five days before the kickoff of the World Cup. That's the reality when you don't have professional structures and the coach has to worry about that. And then you don't perform on the pitch and it's the coach's fault. Anyway, anyway, that's, I could go on and on. But just yeah, I know you're going to rant. But, but, but you know, Mike, here's the thing, though. You know, is, is, so is something as simple as organizational management and creating a structure? It will get you a long way. It, it just, okay, you hire the right people. You, okay, you want to become equipment manager. What's your background? Oh, I did X, Y, and Z. Okay, you have the skills necessary. Boom, you're hired. He does a great job. Now the coach doesn't have to worry about the equipment, right? Uh, you want to have a physio coach or a strength and conditioning coach. Same thing, right? So you're saying from from your from what you've observed in a lot of uh, these developing countries, and you walked to FIFA, so you went to a lot of countries, and you were able to see their structures and see exactly what, we, what the, we, a lot of it has to do with that foundational aspect, not necessarily. Um, pumping 90 million euros into, I mean, it does help, but 
of course it has to do with you know yeah <laughs> of course it helped but it has to do with the foundational okay let's just have a good structure you know the basics the basics of uh running a football club is that right or or what was your experience? I'll, I'll give i'll give you an example india out of all places um yeah. there you have uh, you have a huge opportunity now you uh, you have in COVID, uh you know bringing challenges uh, uh left and right but what we uh, what you had there is you had a lot of big uh, i would say commercial tycoons with a lot of money who started seeing football also as a business so i mean it used to be traditionally just cricket all the money went to cricket then you went into uh, the isl the indian super league um but you had a huge gap between that league which was like a a, a couple of months tournament uh and the rest of the football system there was a huge gap and we had uh, recognized that that, that, was a, that was a real issue. And that you, ha you actually have to develop football at the state level, at the municipal level even. And I mean, India is a huge country. It has a continent of its own. So I think one of the things that we did that had the most impact was that instead of just giving the funds to the federation, the, de the FIFA development funds to the federation, and let them you know, just carry on as usual, try to instill a bit of a cultural change and what we did say, look, we developed what you call the state development program, where the, um, we created a bit of a competition that we needed a business plan from the different states. And based on the top six or seven business plans, we, uh, they, will make, they will make it into that program. And what that program means, we then finance per state at, at state level, a, a marketing guy, a technical uh, director, and a, uh, and a manager who helps to then organize the, uh, uh, the game at the, uh, at the state level. Those, so, so our funding was financing those three positions, which didn't exist before. And we helped with the tender, we helped with the recruitment. We, I, I myself went to <laughs> Gwawati in the, north, uh, in the northeast of, uh, of India to recruit the marketing, the marketing guy because it was so important to get um, uh, the right person. It wasn't necessarily somebody who knew the sport very, but somebody had connections to the uh, to the market and could get, as I mentioned earlier, some of the funding in. That project was fantastic because it started creating a structure. It was it was small. It was seed funding, but you know. And I remember even the the general secretary of the Indian All India Football Federation said that this was probably the best project he had ever seen. Because yeah, we went down into the and started doing uh, instilling structural change in the way football was being run uh, in a particular country. And we, that was just one example, right? But I think yeah. that's um, so. I think it is about building structures, and um, and you don't need that much, but you need professionalism. You need dedicated people. Um, because yeah, I mean maybe maybe I could be an equipment guy, but if I love uh, if I love to do this and I get a basic sort of training. And understand and that makes me qualified uh yeah. the, and it's basically the same thing with anything i mean you get the basic training but then the rest you know it's up to you and your motivation and how you do it and i mean uh, <laughs> the person in charge of the equipment in Bayern munich i'll tell you he does that job with his heart you know he that's that's his job to make sure that the jerseys are there crisp before every game no uh, yeah you're right i saw you know a special I, mean? I saw a special on dortmund mm. um you know, and um, <clears throat> I saw it on Amazon Prime, a really good special on Dortmund. And the guy they interviewed that actually worked the equipment, 
talked about his prior job. He said he used to work, I think, was in the coal mines or something. Uh-huh. But this guy, he was dedicated. He had a relationship with the players. He knew exactly which player needed what. If this this player after a couple of games, he would need new shoes. This player here doesn't like his jersey feeling like this. He knew everything. It was amazing. Just one guy. It was one guy. So 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 you know you're absolutely right. I think um it does make a difference. If you think about it from the sense of if a coach has to worry about all these things, then what time is he going to have to create tactics or right? Play? And, and those positions don't, I mean, they don't cost a lot of money, but yeah. it's, a, it's a job and you give, you, you, I mean, Khaled, you, you, you know it. I mean, you, you, you know, you're working for a, for a professional club. There's so many people that you don't see as a, as a football Absolutely. fan. Who Absolutely. are behind, uh, behind the organization? Boba, you know it yourself. I mean, it's uh, the same in the American football too. But you know, right? And, and, and you know, the funniest thing is this, and I'm glad you're saying these things because a lot of people um, from the African continent are going to watch what we have here. Hopefully, you don't make some. <laughs> it's so well, you, to, you know, you have to be honest. You have to be serious. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but you're right. Though. You're absolutely right. I mean, I've seen it. You know, which is why I'm laughing. I've, I've definitely seen it in a lot of different levels. <laughs> so that's why I'm laughing. But but Khaled. Uh, what do you think in, in Spain, you know, the level of uh, coaching or, or the, how coaches have to be ready to develop talent? Do they, do most of the coaches in Spain have um, year for pro, you know, are they, is there a standard that a lot of these coaches have that they teach players the tactical aspect? I mean, it, when we talk about Spain, everyone says, ah, Barca, you know, of course, that's where we go first because their academy puts our players you know, but if you were to compare Vallecano to Barca in developing players, how would you make that comparison? How does that work in, in Spain? If we're talking about the Spanish system, uh, actually, I like because they create a lot of uh, football uh, coaches. Yeah, I think it. We have more than 5,000 uh, coaches, professional coaches, or with licensed coaches. So they start, they, they're trying to give every place, every small club, an opportunity to have a coach. Maybe this is a fact uh, in the football, uh, for football coaches, because not all those football coaches will be or will arrive to professional clubs. But the idea they give the opportunity for small, for small clubs to have professional coaches and this is create players this is first and uh, if we combine Rio Vallecano and uh, Barca I think they have the same histology uh, maybe uh, different facilities maybe different uh, object for uh, for clubs but if we're talking about the talent and the mythology, I think it's a, maybe it's the same. We're talking about the idea, create players, basis of mentality and tactically. This is the same parties. Maybe if we're talking about Atletico Madrid, where I work at also uh, in the best, uh, it's a different mythology. They're talking about tactic with physic. You understand? Uh, more than Technical and tactical and the mental. This is this is the three parties basis in uh, in the methodology of Barca, same 
in Nueva uh, Vallecano. We're trying to give the players from the beginning the football as a game. To understand the game and the progress during the, the season after season to, uh, to make themselves found uh, first them character to have them personality to know how to, to 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 play to play first how to play because they already understand or they already understood the game so it's the same idea same methodology we're using in Rayo Vallecano same in Barcelona maybe they're using it in different uh, in different way than us because as I told you not same you work in Rayo Vallecano you you wanted to create players to continuing in first division or second division to be again in, in first division league and another way another part Barca or Barcelona they talking about create players to win the league the different but in same in same way we have uh, a lot of teams won the leagues every in our Balkan. not because we are the each club in uh, in Madrid I think with money if we're talking about money we're talking about Real Madrid Atletico Madrid Getafe Leganes Alcorcón maybe for Lavada then Rayo Balkan. about the facilities and the, the money if we're talking about money but if we're talking about the football level we're talking about Real Madrid uh, uh, Atletico Madrid and the Real Vallecano. You can, so the money uh, or the football not depend on the money, to be honest. But as Mike said, it's an organi uh, organization, uh, professional uh, administration. This this thing is about with, if we're talking about the club, the if we're talking about the federation. So to have this uh, this things to be professional. To be organized, to be, to administrate the things, to make football. About the the coaches, how we coaching in our Americano or in the Spanish, uh, or almost of a Spanish club. As I told you, we have the methodology based on tactical, and the the part most important part from the tactical is the game style. How we make, how we play, or for me, I understand the, the the football like that. How I will play. For that, I will do that, in the in the in the seasons, or the session, in the training, to play like that in the games. This is for me the football, and we trying to give the player that point, and that idea, that philosophy, as we say, we call it. We trying to give them the idea about how we will play in the beginning with uh, conversations, then in tasks, then in the game, about, uh, for example, we, when we make the first, uh, first uh, conversation with players, some of them thinking it's not normal. We, we, it's not, uh, not easy to play like that. But after five or six games, 
friendly games before the the league, the competition. This we get the make the video session for them, and we bought the ideas. We play it like that, starting like that, and now we playing like that. They starting see, yes, we got it. This is this is the part from coaching. How we get it from the administration? We're talking about uh, federation give us or giving us uh, education to be a coaches. I think that happened also in Germany on almost of uh, European countries. They so so let, me, Khaled, let me let me interrupt you. So in uh, Spain, they also use the UEFA standard uh, coaching certificates, right? Or is it uh, is there a Spanish? I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know how that works in Europe. Does everyone that falls under the EU use the UEFA AB Pro? Or does it work in a system where uh, Spain may have its own specific licenses? The DFB would have its own. No. How does that work? <clears throat> they have the standard uh, UEFA, uh, UEFA. Okay. license. But uh, they call it uh, first level, second level, third level. But equal uh, with a B, with a A, with a B. This is the equal of uh, the three uh, level in Spain. Okay. But uh, to be honest, those levels, this education, just to give the give you the base, the basic, depend on the play, uh, the coach how he will develop how he progress how he get the idea how to how how he create his mythology get the, the basic and they make his mythology and depend on where he will work he started to be like uh, flexible you understand but yeah. always the idea and the philosophy it's same but in same time we're talking about uh, he already have the basic already he have the education and when he started to work he it's dependent on him you understand this is the, yeah. the good boy <clears throat> for, for that we are we're talking about the important of to be a professional federation professional uh, edu uh, sport education in, in the country as we, as Mike said, and I said that before, the football not a game, not a, not for fun. Sometimes the football uh, save 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 uh, save the people. You can imagine how many players in Brazil or Latin America or in Africa or in Egypt or in Arab country can be can lose his life, them life to be a criminal, for example. You understand? Be auto fister. We have uh... a <laughs> big auto fister. Good evening, sir. Yeah. Good evening, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Shalom alaikum. Alaikum salam. Alaikum salam. Abifti wahashtini. Abifti wahashtini. 
Hawks, Nigeria, Green Eagles, is okay? Uh, well, we're the Super Eagles now, sir. Yeah, we're the Super Eagles. <laughs> We've graduated. I hope we can win the Africa Cup. <laughs> well, you know what? We won. Uh, we won the last two African Cups away. We won. You know what? The best team in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> the bonus is in Naira, not in US dollar. In Naira. <laughs> you know what? My my dream was always that you would coach for Nigeria, but it never happened, and I'm not sure why it never happened. Oh, you know, I, people sleep. Huh? People he takes sleep. the other German coach who have never something one title. Oh yeah, he's a very good coach, but he is unlucky. He never win a title. Yeah, I could understand. They they hired Bertie Volks, but they didn't hire you. <clears throat> He's taking the seat, so it's all, it's all yours. I look yeah, forward to have a great autopista here. So they hired Bertie Volks for Nigeria, but not you. I don't. I never understood that. Never did. Yeah, yeah. You you have my address. Speak with uh, speak with the president. I give you twenty percent from salary. No problem. <laughs> he, he, he makes this African deal, you know. No problem. I'll start yeah. work tomorrow. I, I know Nigeria people like too much money. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, we 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 were a we're a, we're a capitalist mindset in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. We have a capitalist mindset, but but you know what? Uh, yeah, it would have been great if you had coached Nigeria, especially during the time where we had yeah. uh, some of those really good players. Did you, I think you coached against us when you were with Cameroon, right? No, I, no, Ghana. Ghana. Ghana, 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 yeah. Are you beat us? Final 92. 92. I think Ghana beat us. We went 2 1 with, yeah. against the big Nigeria. Yeah, with, I remember. Uh, with, uh, with your gold gator, uh, Rashidi. Uh, Rashid Yashidi. Yeah, Rashidi Yakini. Yeah, time. yeah. Rest in peace. What is your friend from Egypt? Is this your friend, your brother? Khaled. Khaled, yeah. Yes. How is Samalek? How is Samalek? Uh, it's, a bit now. Huh? it's a better now. He after after you left, he had a bad time, but now he turned to be a good team. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, one of the people who who gave me a bit a lot of ideas tactical was you. Oh. Uh, I was young. I didn't uh, thinking in this moment. I. I will work in football, to be honest. No, but no. I still remember this 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 tactical or this uh, this uh, movement. You was uh, doing it all all time, and with Zamalek, you bought the the two wingers uh, and the two, two wingers. I never play with wingers. What? I never <laughs> play with wingers, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, but you bought two players and the wingers yeah. and two bandes to make. Yeah. The uh, defense game, a uh, defense line to be open in the uh, in the middle to can yeah, use this. Uh, and you I remember when Salahdin, you bought like a reference in a game against Lahli. Every every ball that you get it, send directly to the to uh, his place behind yeah, the that. game uh, the defense line. Yeah, that. And I use it. I use this this uh, this tactic. Uh, I think last uh, this season against Atletico Madrid. Ah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, <laughs> to give you I have, a, 
I have a very good time. I have a very good time with Amalek. I have a very good time with Amalek because I I bring him four titles: dowry, champion, Egyptian cap, super cap, and Africa cap of cup winner, and I qualified the team for the FIFA club World Cup. Not so bad. Yeah, three years in two years only one defeat. But Nigeria sleep. Why? I don't know why he takes me. He don't take me. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't yeah. know either. If I was if I was head of the federation, I would yeah. have had I would have had out of Fista a long time ago. No, okay. no asked. I no. like too much Lagos. No problem for me. Yeah, no, Lagos is, is a crazy city, but it's fun. Yeah, I know it's a crazy city. <laughs> it's a crazy Especially if you if you come in the night. One time I came to the airport for yeah. a stopover. Then the guy, I, I show him my passport and he tell me, that is not a passport, you know. The guy in, in the airport. I give him $20, then I go inside. He don't look my passport. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Lagos Airport for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, what were you, a quick question for you. What was the... What would you say was the uh, craziest thing you saw in all your time coaching, whether it was in Asia or Africa? Because you coached in Sudan. You coached, yeah, uh, yeah I remember you coached in Sudan. Uh, not Sudan, uh, Almerich, a club, two times. Yeah, yeah Almerich, Almerich. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You actually had some Nigerian players playing for you then. Uh, yeah, Idao, Idao. Idao, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 one year after me, he died in the field. No way. You know, he died in the field, a heart attack. I don't know. But still today, the president is very nice with his family. All months, he sent money to his family, to Nigeria. Wow, wow. The that's sad. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Efosa. Efosa. I have two, two Nigerian Efosa. players. I remember Efosa. Yeah, you could Efosa. Efosa. A, sm- yeah. a small boy. Very good in dribbling. Yeah, little, yeah. Bit cra- little bit crazy like all these Africans. No problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, right? 2006 World Cup. Yeah? You decide to boycott the game with the no, Togo I don't. I don't boycott the, the game. The problem was somebody, somebody shop all the money from the team, you know? That was the problem. For the bonuses for the players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bonus for the players for qualification. And then uh, I strike, you know. I given up four days before the game against South Korea. And yeah. then the, the president of Republic came crazy in in uh, in uh, in Togo, you know. Yeah. And then in the last in the last moment, uh, uh, the FIFA pay all the bonus for the boy in advance. And he, he punished Togo with hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, oh that was goodness. crazy. I, mean, I have to do it. You know, sometimes in Africa, you know, it's uh, it's not like here in Europe. It's not easy. But it is his story. You know, no, no problem for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that situation. And you had a game. There was a game coming up, and all the newspapers said, "Ah, oh, Fista Ot- said he's not pushing the game." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I given up for for push. For push the federation for pay the money for the boys, you know. Yeah. Then all, yeah. then I given up, and then all players was behind me. I came back. I came back. No problem, you know, for me. 
I know all the stories, my brothers in football, you know. You know what I, I I tell Mike all the time? I tell Mike all the time, I'm like, you know, Mike, uh, your dad needs to write a book. You know? I write a book, yeah. I, uh, you should, you I need a ghostwriter from Africa, you know. <laughs> you can get I one easily. I need a ghostwriter from Africa because my English is very, very bad, you know. Yeah, you should get a ghostwriter, write a, a book on your experiences. I think it would be... It'd be yeah. a very rich book. There are a lot of people that would love to learn yeah, yeah. and read from your book. Yeah. It is a bestseller, I know. It's become a bestseller, no problem. It will be. <laughs> it will be. You know what? I'll, I'll be your agent in helping managing the book for you. Not a problem. Yeah, now, you have, now you have enough for the book to have my agent for Nigeria. <laughs> then I give you 20% from the 20%. signature. 20% from signature bonus. bonus. It's not so bad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. My, we'll I'll talk. Now we'll stay you now in, in Lagos. Now. No, actually, I live in uh, I live in Toronto. So I. Yeah. Toronto. Yes, sir. Very cold. Winter is very cold. What are you doing in winter? Yeah, winter is tough. Winter is tough. But it's summer now. It's nice and hot, and yeah. you know we go outside a lot. But we can't, you know, because of the yeah. COVID. Uh, COVID yeah, has messed yeah. everything up for everyone, but it's it's. What, it's is, nice in, what is in Canada with racism? The same problem like in the United States? No, no, not yeah. even close. No, not even I close. Canada, it's different, different history, you know. So because of the history being different in Canada, yeah, they don't yeah. have the same uh, social issues. I mean, I it's, a it's a global problem, but not 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 yeah. on the same level in different you know in different countries. I don't understand this problem. We are all children it's from God or from Allah. I don't know what these people are doing. Black uh, I, or I'm, white or yellow or uh, Muslim or Christian. I don't know. I you are Muslim. Me? No, Muslim? no, no. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, uh, no, I'm not. not yeah, yeah. Khaled, you are Muslim. Khaled is yeah. Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. Ramadan Karim. Ramadan Karim. Allah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I agree with you, sir. We're all it's very, very confusing. And yeah. uh the sooner we get rid of it, the better it is for everyone, you know. We don't okay. need to sometimes you go back to Nigeria. I go to Nigeria every year. I hold I hold soccer camps in Nigeria. I do a lot of oh, yeah. I do a lot Next of work. Next time you see, you think think about me, no problem, you know. You know what? If, if if matter of fact, when a lot of people see See you, they're going to be very excited. You have a lot of fans in Africa. You know yeah, that. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you have a lot of fans in Africa. I have also a fan club in Germany, you know. Yes, in yes. In, Bay in Bayreuth. No, okay, so you guys, I was always confused whether you were Swiss or German. But you're no, German. I'm, I'm German. I'm, I'm, German. I'm German, but, but I live in Switzerland because okay. my wife is from Switzerland. Ah, my son okay. Mike is German uh, also. Yeah, Mike is Ghanaian, though. Mike is not really German. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, yeah. There's, 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 there's a white African. I, can't a white African. Yeah, I tell him all the time. Yeah, Mike but, is the only guy I know who speaks German, French, Francophone Afrique, French yeah. African, Pigeon. Oh, oh, goodness. And I, I think he also... Is, Mike speaks that Congolese language, too, right, Mike? Hakuna uh, Matata Hano. <laughs> I, 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 I used to speak Lingala. Uh, Lingala. Uh, Mike used to speak Lingala. This is the only person I know who speaks all these languages. Crazy. I speak also Wolof. You speak Wolof from Senegal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Nangadev. I, I, Nangadev. I don't, I don't Manifere. 
Amul Khalis. Wow. <laughs> if you if you work like football coach in Africa, you have to speak minimum yeah. five six languages. If not, yeah. you have problem. You know what? Uh, let me let me ask you let me ask you this question. Yeah, what do you think of the current Nigerian coach? Um, uh, what's huh? You got a road. is a nice guy. Is yeah. a nice guy. Is a nice guy. Yeah, he's very, very cool. You know, he's not nervous. He's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, he take uh, before some experience. He work in other. He works in Benin, I think, also in Burkina Faso. He understands Faso. the African mentality. You know, he. Uh, I think he's okay. No problem. He's done a good job in uh, Nigerian yeah, football. Yeah. Yeah, brought sure, in sure. a lot of young players. Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of young players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. Very good. Okay. Yeah. All right, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Okay. This is an honor, an honor nice. for me talking to you. Absolutely. Okay, Khaled. Shalom alaikum. Bokla, Bokla, maybe. Bokla, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right, Junior, back in town. Mike, that was classic, man. <laughs> you know, every day you get to talk to a legend. Yeah, you, you're going to have to cut some of the uh, some uh, some of the scenes if you want your your show to be super popular. But uh, no, you know what? You know what? I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> so I'm not cutting anything. Now, I, had to deal, I had to deal with enough cleaning up after this guy. You know, uh, <laughs> almost on a daily basis. You know what? I could talk to him for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> What do you think what goes on here when you watch TV, we watch football, man? We watch football until four in the morning, any league. Second I, Iraqi league, we watch it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Otto yeah, yeah. is an African legend. I didn't even know, you know what? I didn't even know he coached at Zamalek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he, was uh, he coached, he coached uh, Zamalek. Oh, really? From 2000 to 2002. That time. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you won yeah. all those championships with Zamalek? His first game, can you imagine? His first game, um, yeah, it was incredible. I think it was November or December 1999. His first game was against Al Ahli in the, wow. <laughs> in the National Stadium of Cairo. And oh they had years against Al Ahli. And God willing, he won. Uh, uh, Sumaya Kulibali scores 2 1. When we win the first, Bashir scores the 1 0, El Akhli equalizes 1 1, uh, and then Kulibali does a free kick, boom, 2 1. And from then on, yeah. you know, you know, okay, this is going to be a good adventure. No, you fall in love with him, yeah. Did, uh, did El Akhli have uh, Abu Treka then? No, no, he wasn't there yet. Uh, no, he wasn't there yet. Abu Treka, that was a player, that was a special yeah, Amazing. Player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you listen, guys. Thank you. Just to, I guess, in, 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 <clears throat> before we leave, any tips that you want to throw out? I think, Khaled, for you, what are the, some of the most important things for coaches uh, to pick up or aspiring players that want to compete on the larger scale? What would you say are some of the things that um, they should um, kind of work on on a daily basis? I didn't hear you well. Uh, no, I said some of the things that uh, players or coaches should work on to develop themselves um, to to come to compete at the highest level. 
your 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 ideas for what those things are <clears throat> about with the player or how i work with a player oh so how how a coach or a player should um ah. should develop themselves to compete at the highest level as i told you uh the player is a human he should to believe he should to have uh, the motive uh, or incentive to to can work and when he understand the football and feel comfortable with his position and the, uh, the ideas and define himself, his character, he should have started to work so hard to be professional. Uh, always I said, uh, it's depend on the, the, the player. Uh, you can have the best coach as a player if you don't have this uh, incentive to uh, to motive uh, to motive yourself, you will never arrive. You will never reach your, your aims. Uh, it's a depend on the player, because who play at the player, who work hard at the player. How many players uh, playing with uh, Guardiola and never be in the squad, and then he they they should to go to looking for another clubs. So maybe the coach is so important, but it's depend on the player. So for 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 that one of the methodology we work as a coaches it's a communication. The communication not only with the player we work, we communicate with the player with the staff with the club with fans with media, but the the communication with with. With a player, it's so important. You ha you should have the, your methodology as a coach to make the aims the real aims for for the player or for all whole team, and also to start to make the motivation and the, uh, to make this uh, those players uh, work and feel comfortable and understand. You understand so the, co the communication is one of most important thing of uh, coaches mythology uh, nowadays and I think the the high level coaches they arrive and we had one of them uh, a few a few minutes ago uh, if he ha if he don't uh, have this method perfect to, to communicate with the players, to motive, motivate the player well, to give the message well, to make everyone have his part and has his way. Because when we're talking about the whole team, it's a different personality, different players' culture. So not same when I talk with the players already, he is nervous. I can't just shout in his face. You understand? How I do that with methods? Before I start the game, uh, the, the season, I started to study the players. Who need I shout in his face? Who need I go to his face to talk with him face to face directly? Who need to to talk with him quiet to make him quiet? 
הונית, השוטו מוטיבט, הם אבי סקנד, אינדה גיים. הונית, זה סינגס, זה דיבנט דפרסון. סו, הקומוניקציה היא סו אמפורטנט, הקוטש היא סו אמפורטנט, אבל זה דיבנט דפלייס, אולסו. אם דפלייס have uh, his butt and he bought his butt to work hard and to start to uh, to be professional so he will arrive where he want if we're talking about Salah we can talk a lot of millions of examples of players they hadn't anything in the in the life and now they are playing in high level For example, Kanti uh, in Chelsea. He went to Morocco, I think so, I, as I remember, and they said he is not a, a good player. No way. And now, <coughs> I, think, I think so, I, I, as I remember, it was in Morocco. And now, he, I, I think he, next, next day, maybe he, he will be in Real Madrid. So, it's a dependent of players. If, 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 he, if he started to feel bad, if Salah, uh, the shock of Mourinho, make him feel bad and he returned to play in, in Egypt, he will never be one of the best players in the world now. But he bought his butt, he started to work well, he started to work hard, and he started to understand what the coach needs, what, what, what the coach wants, what the game needs. won't and now he is Salah and one of the things I like to say always Salah never scored any goal with his right uh, foot last year was the first time and he started and he scored maybe three three games uh, uh, continuing three games uh, with three goals with his right foot because he worked He decided, I will be good in this part, like Messi. Messi was one step behind this Cristiano because he didn't score any goal from uh, fouls. And he started to work. Now he is the best. This is, this is the player. If you worked, you would get. If you didn't work, you will never get. Even you walk even you play with the best coach in the world yeah very true very true Mike for you you've worked with uh, tons of federations so I think questions to you is based on what we're talking about as it relates to development how could, how could federations just you know and the case study you gave uh, from India how could federations you get to that point where they're able to create a national structure and say you know what this is how we're going to uh, develop the game and create those sort of players you know I think uh, it all boils down uh, it boils down to leadership you know and uh, and uh, you know this the fish starts rotting at its head so if you have bad leadership the whole bloody animal is Yeah, you know, which is a complex organism that a country system is is not going to go anywhere and it's the same in uh, uh, in every sector I mean we just had the coach here 
uh, you, you can still, still feel the energy that he has, you know, this, this yeah. natural way of connecting with people. And, you know, you bring that into a team, you can do miracles. Um, for example, he was never scared of putting himself in front of the team and get the bashing from the media, get it from the federation, stand up for, uh, uh, for the players. So with the, uh, with the very limited means that uh, he had at his disposals, he managed to create a unity as much as possible probably more more than any other uh, any any other coach uh, could in certain cir- circumstances because he had that leadership and that ability to motivate you know uh, the boys like uh, like he says right yeah. um so i think it re- it really boils uh, boils down to leadership and if you have a professional minded serious uh, football administrator um, you know, who runs football in the country, he's going to make sure that the right people are at the key positions. And, you know, and uh, the other thing you have to realize, well, you know, it's uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. It wouldn't change the system overnight. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you, you need to start, you need to break a bad system and, uh, and, and, start, uh, and start building. And this, I think you need a, you need a leader and the leader needs to support from, from the even bigger, uh, for even the bigger guys, especially in uh, you know these uh, what we would call the smaller federations for lack of better words because it's tough and if you want to change a system that is uh you know that is difficult that is corrupt that is it with uh, that is uh, darkened by entrenched interests you know it's easy to say oh this guy hasn't reformed anything but it's tough man it's very very difficult um you know and some people for example they may be in leadership positions and they know they should step down, but they can't because the people around them will not let them leave because they're benefiting from this guy being there. So even he's if the, the guy... He's their meal ticket. <laughs> yeah, he's their meal ticket. They'll never so let I him go. Yeah. No matter what he does, you know, he's, uh, you know, the system is just so different. So you need really, I think you need leadership. That's to come from the very, very top. But with dedicated leadership and you treat football like a special project and you give it the means and the importance it deserves. Um, I think that's uh, that's the uh, uh, that is the only way, and that, and you can see, uh, you know, countries that have, uh, with relatively small means, you know, uh, were able to do big things. I mean, they uh, take Switzerland. Uh, I wouldn't say they're the small means, but they don't have the pool of talent that Nigeria or Cameroon have. But still, every World Cup they are there and they pass the first round almost every single uh, single time. They may not make it to the final, but you know, come on with. What seven eight million people? Look look at what they're putting together, and it's not just in football. It's in tennis. It's in other disciplines. Uh, it's in other disciplines as well. And the last point, maybe I think it's a tough time right now, you know, for the for the game and uh, I mean for society as a whole, right, with the uh, with the COVID crisis. But I do think that we had reached uh, a limit in terms of uh, you know what capitalism can bring to uh, to football. It, it, it was insane the numbers that were floating. Uh, in particular in the top leagues, and I would say top leagues, but the top clubs in the top leagues. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Where was this going to end? And I remember when I was at FIFA, I was like, man, we really should. Uh, being at FIFA, you are in a position where you could change things a little bit. You know, try to bring things back, uh, or bring the glory back to football. You know, stop the over-commercialization of it, um, you know, and, and really, I mean, if you remember in the 70s and the 80s and even 90s, Football was already the most popular sport in the world, you know, and there was a romantic side to it, which I think we have lost a little bit uh, today. And that the fans today don't necessarily remember, you know, how, you know, I mean, come on, your national team 
in the in the 80s. There was not a single billionaire on that team. Yet the team was strong. It was the national pride. And today you have to have golden teeth, golden ear tattoos everywhere to be to be a star. That is <laughs> Mike, that, you know? Mike, I'm <laughs> laughing because you're such a purist. You know. <laughs> but I, I think I, having, I have some friends that are agents that would drive <laughs> you out of the room right now if they were here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I think business—the business side of things—has corrupted uh, the, the beautiful game. No, you, make, you make you make a valid point. I'm going against the the code of the of of the people in the profession that I work in, but you make a valid point. You know, it, sometimes you have to. There needs to be a point at which the line is drawn, right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, and, and maybe maybe the coronavirus will force that upon us. Yeah. You know, calm down. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know that, that's a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see what happens in this transfer window coming up mm -hmm. this summer. You know, this is this is in the midst of Corona, so yeah. I wonder if the money spent will be the same or if it's a go down overall. It's something to take a look at to see what happens. But you bring up a good point. I think it's you know, like you said, in the 1980s, that national pride mm. meant a lot more. At least for some countries, some countries it still it still resonates a great deal. But the mm. egos from being a superstar at a mega club does does play a part. I think it was Croatia that sent uh, Kovacic home right during the World Cup. Um, yeah, they sent him home. The coach said, I, "I don't I don't have time for this. You know, I have to get out of it." So yeah, so it, it's um, it plays a role. I mean, these guys are superstars these days, you know. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, this was this was really fun, guys. You know, Khaled, it was great, great meeting, uh, great meeting you. Uh, and uh, and Boma, of course, been a, been a long time. Yeah, I haven't so, seen you in a while, man. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I guess yeah, next yeah. time I'm in Europe, though. You're in France. You're in Paris now, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time I'm there, but you so. know, we're, we're, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're closer than many than the many American cities, so uh, yeah, you know, no matter where you are in Europe, you know, it's just it's a, it's a train ride away. Right, um, yeah. That's why I said next time I'm in Europe, you know, I'll, I'll try to come to Paris. I haven't really spent time. I haven't spent time in Paris though. Funny enough, we'll never leave again. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Khaled. I've been to Spain. I've been to Barcelona, but uh, I haven't been to Madrid. So. Maybe next time I'm there as well, we can uh, get together and catch some good Spanish food. Um, but no, absolutely, guys. Listen, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we could talk for the next four hours. I'm sure we can. It's, it's so much fun talking about football. Maybe I'll, I'll try and get each one of you back so we can have individual conversations about a lot of stuff. But um, thank you again. Uh, stay safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And... Um, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. All the best, All right. guys. Take it All right. easy. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Ciao.